This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hi, everybody. It's the Evil Chocolate Cookie here with you for tonight's edition of the Jeopardy Chronicles. And it's Saturday night, so it is time to spotlight something or someone. In this case, something, because today we're going to be talking about a pretty epic tournament that happened a few years back. We are going to be talking about the greatest of all time tournament. So what was the greatest of all time tournament, you ask? The greatest of all time tournament pitted at that time the top three Jeopardy players of all time against each other. Ken Jennings, Brad Rutter, and James Holtzauer. Well, they're still technically the top three players, but just based on the stats that were measured... Ken had the longest winning streak, Brad most all-time winnings, and James highest single-day record. Those still stand. So, I should say, you know, still at, for our purposes, the top three contestants in the history of the show. Now, I have briefly mentioned the greatest of all-time tournament. When we spotlit James and Ken, we haven't spotlit, we haven't gotten to a spotlight on Brad yet because I never got to watch Brad's episodes and I'm hoping I can track them down somewhere and watch them. Because you can't really spotlight somebody you know absolutely nothing about. But the tournament format for the greatest of all time was exactly the same as the tournament format has been in our flashbacks for the Tournament of Champions Finals. Uh, First to three matches wins, which meant there could have been as few as three matches, as many as seven. I want to say there were four to the greatest of all time tournament, maybe five. The reason I say it like that is because I missed one. Because I lost track of the time and was too stupid to DVR the thing. So I missed the first match, which sucks. I I would kill to be able to watch that entire tournament again, but that first match, I didn't get to see any of it. The challenge for two of the three players was adapting to James's strategy. Because as we all know, James is a very, very, very aggressive player. He bounces all over the board. He takes very crazy risks with daily doubles and with wagering in general, really. So the real question was, could Ken and Brad compete with that? 
or would James pulverize both of them into the carpet? So it was interesting watching the tournament just to see what what are they going to do. And they did end up, well, Ken more so than Brad. They did end up being able to adapt to, you know, kind of head James off in a way. Not to say that James wasn't still, you know, lethal. James is always lethal when he's on that stage. Just ask the poor Masters contestants. They'll tell you. Because James kind of pummeled them all. But... Uh, it was it was very interesting to watch, to see these, at least in Ken's case, formerly more conservative players having to play in a much more aggressive manner than they would usually do. I haven't really watched Brad play a lot. I saw him in the IBM challenge. But I wasn't paying attention to him. I was paying attention to Ken and being totally blown away by Watson. Because we all know Ken is my favorite of all time. But there, there's that. So I can only speculate because, like I said, I was I was still a little kid when Brad played. I think I was like two. So I didn't I didn't get to watch him play. And I'm not going to pull the clip back up. But I did show it in the spotlight we did on James Holzhauer. There is a very famous clip from the tournament of Alex, you know, at the half thing or something. Talking about how they were going to clear everyone's scores. And James cuts him off and goes, Brad's score is still up there. And it was just like, oh my god. I know it was all meant in fun. Brad knows it was all meant in fun. But some people just get so upset over it. They're like, well, why did he do that? It was a joke. Like, that kind of... That kind of smacking each other around is going to happen in any high-level tournament. It's not just Jeopardy. I'm sure people I'm sure players at the Super Bowl are trash talking each other all the time behind the scenes too. This time it just happened, you know, right on camera and everyone saw it. But it was highly entertaining. Just the fact that James didn't miss a beat. And poor Alex, he's just like, yes, it's that kind of competition. And just his tone said, why did I sign up for this? But the tournament overall was amazing to watch. And actually, I was not sure who was going to win. My guess was going to be either Ken or James. 
because I had seen James on the chase and I had seen pieces of his streak. Thanks to my crappy TV provider, obviously I didn't get to watch the whole thing. But Ken's streak I remembered very well from when I was little. At least, you know, for its sheer length and just how awesome he always was as a player. So, my bet was on either of those two. Poor Brad ended up not winning a single match during that entire tournament. And there was a point, because Alex, I think it was 2-1 for, I think it was 2-1-0 in favor of Ken. And Alex is like, you know what, we're going to go ahead and bring the trophy out, just in case. And honestly, for a minute, I thought James was going to tie it up. I thought the tournament was going to go on. And then Ken just... I don't remember exactly the sequence of events, but Ken just pulls it out of the water. And I remember very clearly because my... I remember very clearly watching it. I was sitting in the living room with my sister... And when Ken won the tournament, I squealed and scared the snot out of her. But just the the tournament as a whole is something that will, you know, ne- for one, never happen again. And for two, it was just so amazing to see those three powerhouses playing against each other. The only thing that comes close to rivaling it, in my opinion, was that exhibition match between Matt, Amy, and Matea. Just seeing those three super-powered players just bam, 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 bam. But that's a brief overview of the Greatest of All Time tournament and how it worked out and all of that kind of stuff. I'm going to sign off and shut up. Because I, I'm done for the day. I'm exhausted. So, um, there, there's that. But I do thank everyone for tuning in. And I just want to let you know what's coming up over the next couple of weeks. Um, tomorrow is Strategy Corner. Monday is the next flashback for the Tournament of Champions. There may be another one Tuesday. I don't know. Well, I do know, but I'm not going to say. Because I don't care if it is a rerun. I'm not spoiling it. At least not until it's time to spoil it. But depending on what the producer picks are... We may take a couple of days off. And just come back for Spotlight and Strategy Corner over the weekend. Because the new season starts on the 11th. And then we'll be back into all new material. We won't be having any new contestants, but we'll have new material. So that's what you have to look forward to over the next couple of weeks. And this time I am actually going to sign off. I'm going to say goodnight. 
And as Alex would say, so long, everybody. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie production. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie production.